This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and the host of this podcast, where we peek inside the everyday lives of our inspiring small business community. Today's guest has made helping small business owners take that step his number one goal. Michael Griffiths is the founder of the Million Dollar Referral Network, and he's helped business owners to generate 100 clients in 12 months with the promise of not spending a single cent on paid ads. Michael, welcome to Flying Solo. Thank you, Luce. Great to be with you. First of all, Congratulations on the success of your business. And if I can say, and I mean this as a compliment, the simplicity of your business model. But I wanted to start off by, for our community who might not know much about your business yet, could you just tell us a bit how the referral network network works? Yeah, certainly. So um, we started Referral Marketing Guru back in 2013. And at that stage, uh, it was, it was I suppose, in essence, a little bit like a, a networking event. Um, the problem I saw really quickly was majority of people aren't very good at networking. So getting a whole bunch of people to come together and not actually helping change their way of thinking or helping change the mindset. And it's sort of what I talk about going from a transactional way of thinking to a transformational way of thinking. It sort of just didn't quite serve the purpose or light my fire. So over the years, we sort of continued to evolve and develop and and got to a point to where we're at today, where it's really about how do we show people, teach people, uh, help them implement referral systems into their business where they can get more referrals, they can use their networks more effectively, they can leverage through partnerships. In essence, be able to grow their business without having to spend money on paid ads. Okay, awesome. And uh, yeah, what a, what, a, what a genius idea, really. The philosophy behind that then sort of puts us as the business owner in the hot seat in terms of the fact that we need to take full responsibility for the outcome of our business goals. Now, that could seem like an obvious thing to say, but actually I think it's quite a radical way to look at it because especially at the moment, there's so much noise around what it takes to have a successful business. And I think oftentimes the problem with that even though information is great, is that it makes us sort of feel like success is outside of us, is something that we need to somehow get from outside to put inside of us. But what I like about your model is essentially what you're saying is this is you, this is how you do it, this is a simple way to do it, and the only way that you can do it is by forcing yourself to do it essentially. Is that right or have I completely corrupted your idea? (laughs) (laughs) That's now our new motto. Um, No. um, (laughs) It, it is. So I suppose the examples that, that I use is like if you rely on other platforms, if you rely on Facebook, if you rely on LinkedIn, if you rely on Google and being on the front page of, of Google, well, what happens if Google does pull out of Australia like they're talking about right now? What happens to your business? You're gone. Like what happens if Facebook decides, well, I've had enough of this and I'm going to go and do something else now? And all those people that you relied upon to get business aren't there anymore. 
So I think taking it from that perspective and then taking it even steps further around, are you relying on other people? Are you relying on other widgets? Are you relying on other platforms? Are you relying on external things to keep you going? And if that's the case, uh, you're living really dangerously because you're not in control of it. There's only one thing you're in control of, and that's the stuff that you do. And I think that's what we need to focus more on and make sure that we build the systems within our business that ensure that we're in control and we're not relying on other things. Fantastic. You say it so much better than I do, (laughs) strangely enough. (laughs) Brilliant. And I think, you know, probably a big test of that was obviously last year with COVID when a lot of the systems and processes and other people and even just a simple fact of not being able to connect with people face-to-face totally disappeared. That brought that challenge up in terms of hitting us in the face with it, didn't it? It's like, you know, all these things that you used to have that you relied on for your business, you no longer have. So how are you going to make that work now? Yeah, correct. And funny enough, majority of people adapted and changed and the world didn't quite fall in like people thought it would. And I suppose it becomes the new norm. Well, it's about how do you maybe create that new norm without there having to be a pandemic or a crisis? Um, and it's just simply by going, well, what do I rely too heavily upon? Uh, a lot of people probably listening probably rely too heavily upon one or two clients for their main source of revenue for their business. Again, really dangerous way to be operating a business because you're not in control if that business goes belly up or decides to use somebody else. Um, great examples were saw someone a few months ago where 90% of their revenue for their business came through this local council government. Well, that's really like the council government changes every four years at a minimum. There's new general managers in all the time. All it takes is for someone to not like you or have somebody else that they would prefer and your business is pretty much stuffed. And it's like, why put yourself in that position? Absolutely. Absolutely. So to go back a little bit, so in terms of making a referral, that's essentially networking of a kind. And I was reading something on LinkedIn the other day and I loved it. The line was something like, you need to cultivate the audacity of asking. Like sometimes we sit back and go, gosh, you know, I'd really love to ask this person to meet with me or ask them a question about my business. And we don't because we, for whatever reason, whatever insecurity that is that's holding us back from doing it. But what I liked about when I discovered your model was that this is all about that. It's about going, A, being very clear on on what, what it is that will make the biggest difference to your business growth and B, asking someone to help you with that. Yeah, it sort of opens up a whole another tangent for us to be able to go down another day. It's like when you sort of understand what your brain's purpose is to do, like our brain was given to us all the way back 10 million years ago to protect us from the saber-toothed tigers and the wild animals. We don't have those problems anymore. But our brain's purpose hasn't changed. So our brain is there to keep us safe to protect us, to stop us from making mistakes. That's the little voice that we hear constantly. So that little voice that goes, oh, no, they wouldn't want to partner with you. Oh, no, don't go ask them. They're too big compared to what you are. Oh, no, you might actually, they might actually say no if you go and approach them. Like that's what happens day in, day out. 
Well, we've just got to realise that the brain's doing its job and that's simply to keep you safe. So we've got to become really good at just going, hey, thanks, brain, and moving it to the side and doing it anyway. Because when you think, what's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, they might say no, so you've got a bruised ego for half a day. The sun's still going to come up. There's still plenty of opportunities. It's really having that abundance mindset Mm. rather than the scarcity mindset of, all. if they say no, the world's going to end. Well, it's not. It's okay. So that's the starting point around just getting good at being able to ask because you're trying to create opportunities. Then when we sort of go from it's really hard if you're a transactional mindset type person, like it's what's in it for me, how are you going to help me, how am I going to win about this? Like if that's the purpose of trying to get referrals, mm. no, nah, you're only going to attract that same type of quality of person and it won't happen. It just won't exist. So you've really got to transform your own thinking. We sort of talk about this transactional mindset, collaborative mindset, transformational mindset. So a lot of people in business can go from transactional where it's like, well, I'm going to ask because it's all about me and what are you going to do for me and how are you going to help me and it's all about me, to collaborative where they know, well, maybe I've got to do something for someone else for them to be able to do something for me. And that's not a big jump. That's fairly simple for people to sort of grasp. But in collaborative mindset, it's still very outcome-focused. It's it's very still in a bit of scarcity where, hey, would you go and talk to your biggest competitor to see how you can collaborate with them? Mm. Those people wouldn't. In a transformational mindset, 100% you would because people know that there's just enough for everybody and there's stuff that your biggest competitor doesn't do that you do and vice versa. It's when we sort of try to hold on to everything that we really become quite transactional rather than where we could get to where it's really just like, hey, how can let's just explore this. Let's be curious about it. Don't know if there's an opportunity for us to do things together and it doesn't matter if there's not, but let's find out because why die wondering when you could at least know? So the transformational mindset is very much around, uh, we have a, a simple little motto of, well, how could you help someone else before asking for help? Like, don't make the focus about you. Most of the time we make the focus about ourselves, generally because of our own ego. How do you move that to the side and go, well, even if I've got nothing back in return, I would be happy to do this. That, when we get to be able to live and breathe that, then asking for people to be able to help or to do things or to at least get into conversations with other people becomes so much more easier. Mm. Fascinating and so true. And so when someone approaches you who might like to join your network, are you is that a consideration at that point? Like in terms of obviously it's ideal if you do already have that kind of growth collaborative mindset, but if you don't, are you aware of it enough to be able to change it to make this really work for you? Yeah, good. So I suppose there's some different there's some different places. There's people can come into sort of at, at a million dollar referral network sort of Facebook group level. And a lot of those people don't have that transformational mindset. They're around that environment to be able to learn that, to be able to pick that up and to be around an environment where other people do um, have that or at least on their way. So that's a great starting point for them. When we get sort of to the, to the partnership club level and our paid programs, 
there needs to be able to, I suppose, show that they can easily get to collaborative without too much effort. And then from there, turning them into a transformational type of thinker is not all that hard to do. But someone where it's hey, all about me, how am I going to win from this? No, they, they need to do a little bit of work on themselves first before uh, they're really ready for the sorts of things that we'll go through and put in place because they just won't work with that way of thinking. Yep, got it. So something to be aware of. So I mentioned in the intro that, you know, at Flying Solo, I think I've done I've done 200 podcast interviews in the last year and all the time, probably almost in every single one, getting a word of mouth referral is is the one thing that most most people say is how they get more clients. And I think that's awesome and I love that because it makes it seem very simple. But I think the problem with that is we can think that that we just we sort of sit back and wait for that to happen or it's a bit more ad hoc. Like we don't actually have to put ourselves it doesn't make it seem like an actionable step. So I'm wondering what, you know, and I don't want you, obviously you can't give away all your secrets here, but is there one thing we can implement into our daily regular work routine that ensures we're actually actively pursuing this? Because while it's great that it just sort of happens, that's awesome, but shouldn't we be really trying to make it happen too? Yeah, 100%. I I suppose I hear people go, you can't grow a business on referrals. And I agree, 99% of people can't because they simply don't get anywhere near enough referrals a month to really be able to grow a business the way a business should be growing. So there's a couple of things that most people see a referral of what I call like a level 10 referral. And that level 10 referral is where somebody comes along and they go, hey, Lucy, I've just been speaking to my friend, John, who has a business, would love to be able to get some more exposure and be on the directory and be around other businesses. I think uh, it'd be great for the Flying Solo membership. And therefore, they pass you John's details and John's already had a conversation. He knows what it's all about and he's ready to go. Level 10 referrals. Well, you might get four of them a year if you're lucky. Yeah. So if that's what you're relying upon, there's like your business is doomed already before you, you're even going. Yeah. So it's about then coming back to going, how do I get the level six referral, the level seven referral, where I can have people share something out to their networks where anyone who's got that pain point can then come back to me. And I suppose I talk about, uh, how do you get current people? So that might be people on your social media platforms. It might be clients. It might be past clients. It might be prospects. It could be friends and families. It could be colleagues. Like anyone around you is a current person. How do you get your current people through some sort of thin tool? I'll talk about that shortly to be able to give you exposure to new people. Mm-hmm. So as an example, we could use our current clients, so that's our current people, and we could have a a nine-point referral game plan guide. So it's a little PDF that we've got on nine ways of being able to get more referrals into your business. So we can get our current clients through that guide to be able to share that and promote that to the people they know. And anyone who's interested in getting more referrals and thinks that guide's going to be useful now comes into our world. Current people, through a thin to get you exposure to new people. 
And I think if you've got that way of thinking, at least you're going to start now coming up with so many more different ways of being able to do things rather than just simply, this is, tends to be what takes place right now, where people just go, uh, oh, you you sell to the same people I sell to. How about we be referral partners? And the other person says, yeah, that's great. I've never had a referral partner before. And so then you sit down for 60 minutes and one person talks for 30 about their business and then the other person talks for the other 30. You walk away, you twiddle your thumbs and you hope that something falls on their lap that they can pass to you. Mm-hmm. What happens very rarely does something fall on their lap so therefore, it fizzles out and dies. And it's like, well, that was a waste of time. But that's because that's the setup that the majority of people are using and that's why it simply just doesn't work. So the big thing is what action plans can you put in place to utilise the current people you have around you to then through whether it be through a guide or a template or through a social platform or maybe doing a little training or a workshop, like doesn't matter what the thing is, but how do you be able to get your current people to help you get exposure to new people through a thing? And I think that's a, a great way to think about it because there's just so many different things that you can do. Yeah, it's very clear. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, Michael, I know that you've got something coming up that our community might be interested in, and I'm sorry, I've forgotten the whole name of it, but I know it ends in a summit. So you've got a summit coming up that could be a good introduction to all of this. Did you want to do a bit of a plug for that? Yeah, certainly. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so our referral growth summit, uh, we run uh, every second month. So even if it's not an upcoming one, there'll be one just around the corner also. And it's a nice way of being able to, I suppose, dip your toe in, in terms of building out your million dollar referral system. Uh, we spend four hours together. We focus in on how to be able to build referral sources so people who can actually pass referrals to you. We focus in on how to be able to use our networks more effectively, Um, so how to actually get your networks opening doors for you, promoting you, sharing you, talking about you. And we focus in on how to be able to uh, really maximize your exposure, get on other people's podcasts and webinars and publications and get seen by people who don't already know that you exist. So there's sort of the, the three key areas that we focus in on and uh, it comes all nicely together with the, the whole uh, promise around that is simply 10 to 15 warm, qualified leads and referral 